Agent Ryan. Agent The Vern. The Rabbit Hole Podcast team has asked us to return back to the town of Twin Peaks to go over all the case files. Are you ready? Have we been asked to cover the case files of the groundbreaking series created by David Lynch and Mark Frost? The same one. We will be discussing in detail every episode from all three seasons of the show. Including the plot of every character, not just the mystery of who killed Laura Palmer. Exactly. We'll also dive into why the show became such a phenomenon in the 90s and how it still influences shows today. Will we discuss the feature film Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me? You know, that may be our longest season yet. So check Tales from the Double R on Anchor, Spotify, Good Pods, or listen to us at rabbitholepodcast.com. Now, let's order some coffee and a piece of that amazing pie. Everything we do here at Rabbit Hole Podcast is sponsored by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods and try it absolutely free for 30 days. You can download any audiobook, original show, or podcast that you want. And after the 30-day trial expires, you only pay $14.99 a month, and you can get more content from Audible. If you decide to cancel any time, even after the trial, you get to keep anything you've downloaded. So why not give it a chance? That's audibletrial.com slash rabbitholepods. When you use that link, you help us out here at the network. So thank you. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon member patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods three dollars a month gets you into your exclusive club where you can access episodes early check out bonus content and all kinds of great goodies like access to our discord or joining us whenever we go live on twitch patreon.com slash rabbit hole pods a huge shout out to all of our patreon members you make all of this happen Welcome to Hersing Around, the podcast where we speak of the recently deceased. I'm Isabel Turan, and along for the ride to the funeral service are my co-host, Chris Ramey. Hello, hello, hello. And Batty Brenda. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Batty. <laughs> is, is it Batty or is she Batty? No, just, um, I'm just a kidding. A little bit of both. A little bit of both, honestly. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. All right. How is everyone tonight? Uh-oh. I'm struggling. Uh, Chris struggling. is struggling. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a struggle. And just life in general right now and all aspects. Holidays and sickness and everything else, you know? But, you know, happy to be here. Oh, yeah. This is a the bright spot. And this shouldn't be because we're talking about someone who just died. Multiple people died, but... Recording this podcast is always a bright spot in my evenings or afternoons, depending on when we record. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a goth kid, so talking about death and dying, I guess, keeps me happy. I don't know. <laughs> I, so I, I never complain about it, so. <laughs> exactly. 
I did uh, make some notes in reference to um, our previous episode, Norman Lear. We did hear that they're coming out with an animated series with Seth MacFarlane or something yes. for the, I believe it was Good Times. Yes. It was a good time. Yeah, I think it was yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I don't mind Seth MacFarlane. I'm not like crazy about Family Guy, but I mean, I was when, you know, it was when I was young and I was little and it was acceptable. Then you get older and you're like, why am I still watching this? Wait, I'm still watching this. <laughs> I, I watch okay. it every. <laughs> I, like I like the it. earlier um, episodes. What are you saying sure. about me? <laughs> uh, I don't apologies. seek it out, but if it's on, I'll, I'll watch, watch it. it. Yeah. Um, it's. it's I don't think it's a necessary remake or animated series at all. Um, I I lament the lack of new content in the world, and I understand refreshing something, and but I don't just no, just stop, please. Thank you. You're like I love that show so much. Stop it. I do, and I'm I'm not afraid of what they're gonna do to it because I'm probably not gonna watch it, but it's just not necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. It's probably not necessary, but I think if anyone was was going to be able to do it well or right or honorably, it would be Seth because I think he does um, kind of has that quality about him. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, he already it's, works it's, in animation and he yeah. deals with the topics. He's dealt with the topics right. of racism before. Right. And we, we learned from the last episode that uh, he... You know, he was kind of like a, I don't know, protege or whatever. He did, uh, he didn't know Norman Lear, and he was uh, um, <clears throat> familiar with them, and they worked together. So he's, I think, he would, you know, do well, you know, to, to honor his legacy, you know, and what he what he created. So I, th I think Seth would, I think he'll do a good job, or at least he'll try to do a good job. We'll see how I guess it gets, yeah. uh, accept, you know, if people accept it or not. I wouldn't watch it to compare, but just just to see what it's about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm sure I'll watch the first episode and then I'll just lose interest. <laughs> Understandable. That happens. <laughs> it happens. And then I wanted to make another throwback reference to our Joss Ackland episode. <laughs> <laughs> So I originally was saying in that episode that there was that song with the all hill Joss Ackland spunky backpack, which turned me down that really weird rabbit hole. Um, aha, rabbit hole podcast, don't forget. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Good. I added the song to my likes so that I didn't kind of forget about it before the recording, but I have not taken it off and I keep letting it play anytime it gets <laughs> to it. And I'm like, oh, no, do I? Do I like this song now? <laughs> I think you do. And now that I am familiar with the episode it's referencing, I I get more of it, especially the end more particularly. And I'm like, it's a seven minute song of noise. And it's so comforting sometimes to just play in the background. And um, I had my friends in the car and... Um, and one of my friends was like, actually, I'm kind of digging that and wound up asking me for the name of the song later. So I have somehow made uh, made a fan of of that little little song there. Wow. So, That's impressive. Pat patting myself on the back. I mean, I mean, it's not a good pat on the back, I don't think, but it's something. <laughs> You're an influencer. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I had to do the voice. <laughs> but that was uh, little things I didn't want to forget to mention 
little throwbacks. I don't we can do that, right? That's not like breaking our fourth wall if we talk about dead people we've already talked about, right? If it is, then um our boss can fix it in post. Yeah, right, fix it in right. post, Jason. Well, well that that's what the listeners get for not listening in order, I guess, right? Yeah. Right. Start with the Oh no, one. what if we spoiled it for someone? What if someone didn't know that Norman Lear died and they just found out? Uh I feel what like rock were they hiding under, do you think? A big one. Um <laughs> but maybe we should next time say spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, this person's dead if you hadn't watched the news. <laughs> right. Well, some people just I don't think will watch coma. what in order if they're not familiar with the person, you know. Right. I think People tend not to want to listen to that. But I mean, me personally, That's I've true. been enjoying learning about these people, even though I wasn't familiar with them um, when they were alive. Um, I think probably Dick Buckus was a really interesting <laughs> one for sure. That was great. I mean, I'm still going to that one. <laughs> we, keep, we keep coming back to that one. Like, man. It, it left it an impression of both of you guys. Oh, so wild. I mean, God. <laughs> I mean, with uh, like, Although I have mentioned that my personal favorite was, I think, the Piper Piper Laurie oh, yeah. and Suzanne Summers episode. But yeah, I know both of them. But as far as people I didn't know and had to learn about for this, that was a while. <laughs> I think that's when I, I first start, talked about my Porky's trauma. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. A lot of big milestones there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get started uh, with those obituaries who died brenda um first we have camden toy he was an american actor and film editor best known for his roles on buffy the vampire slayer and i believe we do have a rabbit hole podcast um regarding that show and mm -hmm. the show angel he died on december 11th 2023 at the age of 68 and then on december 14th we lost uh, comedian kenny deforest he was uh 37 years old when he passed uh we also lost colin john burgess who was in a uh Austral australian why did i want to say <laughs> wow. it like that australian rock musician who was the original drummer for the i don't know why they had to specify hard rock band acdc yeah, just in case you didn't know ac and dc was hard rock or something mm. he did pass on december 15th at the age of 77 and james mccaffrey an american actor best known for his voice role as max payne in the max payne video game series jimmy keith on Rescue Me and Captain Arthur O'Brun in New York Undercover died December 17th at the age of 65. And we also have Jim Ladd. He was an um, uh, um, American disc jockey, I believe on the West Coast. Uh, he, he was a radio producer and writer. He died on December 17th at the age of 75. And lastly, we have Norma Lavore Barsman, who was an American screenwriter, actress, and writer, and who was one of the uh, last survivors of the Hollywood blacklist. She passed on December 17th at the age of 103. We had three listings for December 17th, all on the same day. It's not a, a day. day yeah oh and also if you were interested in our buffy the slam uh the slam fire the, 
Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. I believe that is the word of hell mouth on the rabbit hole podcast. It's great. Um, Heather and Mark are are great hosts on that. They they go into detail on every every episode. Um, it's just fantastic. Thank and you I'm, for that because I could not remember the name to save my life. No <laughs> slam on them. I'm just really bad with remembering names of things. So, so. <laughs> no problem. You should know all of the rabbit hole podcasts like the your hand, the back of your hand. You know that's Wash. a lot. In in our defense, <laughs> there's a thousand. <laughs> there's there's at least a dozen so yeah it's like a thousand that's a lot to remember right it's like at least a baker's dozen and my cutoff is a regular dozen so sorry (laughs) slow down jason you're overcompensating for something i think of all these podcasts wow fixes that in post (laughs) shots fired Well, um, tonight we are um, paying tribute to and discussing two well-known actors who passed since our last episode. Um, It's two funeral services in one. Um, First, we're going to pour one out for Ryan O'Neal. Here on my right, Bannister. Now, if you could please move, Mr. Simon. But, sir, this is not, this is definitely not. Bannister, this is not the seating arrangement according to the place cards, but I think we can break a few of the minor social customs. Sir, I must point out to you. I must point out that foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. Emerson. I beg your pardon, my dear. Ralph Waldo Emerson, born 1803, died 1882. You like Emerson? I adore him. I adore anyone who adores Emerson. And I adore anyone who adores anyone who adores them is in your turn. She's a delight, Bannister. A delight. And you're a lucky dog. No, but this you? is... Th- admit it. You, you're not- admit you're a lucky dog. I'm a lucky dog. But, Miss Sir. Burns, may I call you you? No! What Howard means is that back where we come from, everyone calls me Burnsy. Burnsy. Mm-hmm. Burnsy. I like that. Burnsy. <laughs> Help. Yes? Afternoon, ma'am. I was wondering if Mr. Bates might be at home. Mr. Bates is dead. He died over a week ago. Oh, you mean he passed over, ma'am? Well, I was just talking to him not less than a month ago. What was it you wanted? Well, my name is Prey, Kansas Bible Company. I'm just here to deliver this Bible that Mr. Bates ordered. Bible? Who is it? What's the trouble? Something about Benjamin buying a Bible. Bible? What kind of Bible? He said he talked to Benjamin less than a month ago. Well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure of the dates, ma'am. Well, I don't see how. Benjamin didn't go nowhere near that shop for more than a month before he died. Well, I may be a little mixed up on the dates. What company you say you're from? The Kansas Bible Company out of Wichita. Kansas Bible Company. I ain't never heard of no Kansas Bible Company. I give you my hand. I give you my love, more precious than money. I give you myself before preaching or law. Will you give me yourself? Will you come travel with me? Shall we stick by each other as long as we live? He passed away December 8th, 2023 at the age of 82. He was born in Los Angeles and trained as an amateur boxer before beginning his career in acting in 1960. He attended University High School in Los Angeles and trained there to become a Golden Gloves boxer. During the late 50s, his father had a job writing on a television series called Citizen Soldier, and he moved his family to Munich, where O'Neill attended Munich American High School. 
Ryan was married twice, first to Joanna Moore in 1963, divorcing in 1967, and um, then to Lee Taylor Young in 1967, um, divorcing in 1974. He was very famously partnered with Farrah Fawcett twice, um, from 1979 to 1997, and then again from 2001 into, to 2009. Wow. He had four children, um, three of whom are in the entertainment business, um, Tatum, Griffin, and Patrick. He's been nominated for Academy Awards, Golden Globe Awards, Golden Raspberry Awards. He won Best Foreign Actor in the David D. Donatello Awards for Love Story. He was inducted in the Hollywood Walk of Fame just two years ago in 2021. And in an interesting fact for his boxing record, he had 16 matches, winning 12 of them. Nice. How well-rounded. <laughs> Very well-rounded um, individual, uh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, he, I think for a while in the 80s, um maybe early 90s was very very famous for his romance with Farrah Fawcett and that's yeah. where I initially remember him from yeah I think I mentioned him and somebody was like, wasn't he with Farrah Fawcett and then I had to you know double check I was like yeah you're correct okay noted yeah and I, I apparently he wanted to marry her but she kept uh I guess she didn't want to marry him but she didn't want to like leave him either so they never got married but they were just together commit yeah. right right <laughs> right he wanted to put a ring on it she right? did not want that ring so for ryan i only got to watch three movies the um oldest of which was what's up doc but i know um you you chris watched the one that was mentioned which was the love story but yes you called it the sad story and i was like well then i guess i'll pass on that i don't feel like being <laughs> sad this week i got christmas coming up and i don't well, feel like being sad it has a you know, sad ending spoiler alert you know it, it's it's it's, it's not a, it's not a happy ending kind of movie unfortunately um yeah it's uh i think that was his first yeah the big movie he made or the bit the most popular one it's basically he's the the college rich kid and uh he uh gets together with the the i don't know non-rich you know girl and um they have this weird interesting dynamic back uh back and forth where um <clears throat> like she's saying to him like uh, uh they, they she wouldn't have a she would never have a cup of coffee with them, but like then the immediate next scene is like they're having coffee together. <laughs> and I, right. At one point, like he's talking to her and he's like, he says, Listen, you conceited Radcliffe bitch. And like, but then all of a sudden, like they're at a hockey, or she's going to his hockey game. He invites her to his hockey game and they have this really interesting dynamic. Um, and uh, yeah, they 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 eventually they get married and um they sound like frenemies yes kind of kind of they but they <laughs> they have a they have they have a you know mostly good relationship you know and um and then uh yeah then all of a sudden she gets sick and um if you haven't seen the movie and you don't know mute this but uh she ends up dying of course. so yeah um why end on a happy note 
right it's an incredibly right. sad movie yeah uh, I, I was not expecting that I and didn't... i don't think back in those days movies <laughs> were necessarily I, this was what 1970 ish 70 um, yeah. yeah yeah they weren't particularly that dramatic some it's just okay they they grow apart or whatever no she dies <laughs> and i Let's think that shockingness of it was um why this movie the drama you know became pretty popular i don't think it's particularly a great movie um myself but um i think at the time it was probably a very shocking turn of events in a movie oh so. yeah yeah. Oh, there is a funny thing. I was watching this movie and my uh, wife came in, so I paused it and we talked for a minute and we were talking about the movie and she's like, uh, you know, talking about how sad it is that, you know, this young girl, she dies and everything, whatever. She leaves. I watched the movie. Ten minutes later, she comes back. Did I just spoil it for you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, well, I no, mean, like, I kind of felt it coming. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was funny because, yeah, I didn't know that she dies in this movie, but like just maybe a few minutes before she came into into the room, that's when like, um, I can't remember the exact scene, but they basically set it up that, you know, yeah, she's sick and things aren't looking good. So I kind of had a feeling that something bad was going to happen and it looked like she was probably going to die. But uh, yeah, it was just just funny. Did I spoil it for you? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh I wound up watching What's Up, Doc, which he did in 1972. Um, and it was fantastic. Uh, what utter chaos <laughs> was happening in that movie. Like, it's a rom-com, but the story of the four luggage cases getting all mixed up with different things inside of them with different importances and somehow they're all these people are colliding over these briefcases um while simultaneously he's falling for Barbara Streisand uh it's just just incredible i mean i just had so much fun with it it was silly um there's even like little kind of action sequences with like a car chase and the best part about it Madeline fucking Kahn uh, oh, was in it and it was like one of her first roles i think because it said introducing so i was like what this is perfect nice. this, this is so happy <laughs> so um even though i know the highlight was supposed to be ryan o'neill um i think <laughs> i was just so taken with barbara and madeline Kahn. they just completely stole the show from him c- completely i mean and he was shirtless and he was like super hot at that time and i'm just like yeah can we get back to to Barbara or Madeline, <laughs> either one. I don't care. <laughs> but he was good. Uh, he was like the super nerdy music guy who was trying to say that there was a theory that you could play music through rocks, but like none of that was important because all that was important was that his le- his briefcase or his luggage matched uh, Barbara's luggage, matched this lady's luggage who had a bunch of jewels in it, matched this other guy who had top secret like files in the same luggage and they all coincide somehow <laughs> it was uh, it was fantastic i've i saw that movie a long time ago i did not rewatch it but i do remember um i think madeline khan i think still she steals the show and almost everything everything she's great she is yeah. she was so great um, oh good i watched an interesting film um i thought um 
irreconcilable differences um it's from the 80s and i actually i rewatched it i watched this when i was a kid um it it wasn't a, a super box office success i think they they consider it a minor hit but it starred um ryan o'neill as the male lead and um shelly long um, who I think was just coming off of her um, stint on on Cheers or was just starting Cheers, but she was known for Cheers thus far, um, and a very young Drew Barrymore. And the basic premise of the movie is these, sort of like love story in a way. These two people meet and fall in love. Um, that would be um, uh, Ryan O'Neill and Shelley Long, they have a whirlwind, whirlwind romance. Um, they have uh, a kid, and then everything goes to shit, and they get a divorce, and they are, you know, fighting um, over each other and over everything. And um, Drew Barrymore's character, her name is uh, Casey, she um, decides to divorce her parents. And they never pay attention to her. They're so wrapped up in their careers. Um, so she wants her nanny, who she spends all of her time with, to be her legal guardian. Um, and they have to, it's like a courtroom drama on top of it being, you know, sort of a, a comedy. And it makes um, them sort of realize what they're doing to their child as they are self-absorbed individuals. Um, it's no secret I'm a lawyer, so I find courtroom things interesting, unbelievable, but very interesting. Um, <laughs> and a young Drew Barrymore, who when I was a kid, I was like, I love Drew Barrymore. I still love Drew Barrymore. I just think she's, she's just, I, I just love her. And I think it's just because of, I think she's my age. Um, but I, I mean, I don't love the whole writer's strike thing and what she did there, but, oh, um, <laughs> yeah bad or bad um i do like her quite a bit and um i think she stole the show and this you know she had already been an et at this point because this was like 1984 um but she was nominated and so so was shelly long for um golden globes in this movie and i liked it so and he was decent in it too (laughs) um yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie i think any you could have stuck any actor in that role and they would have done fine. I mean, he did it well. Um, you know, an arrogant, self-absorbed sort of fellow. Um, I mean, Burt Reynolds could have done it, but I don't think this money, this movie had Burt Reynolds money. Nineteen eighty four Burt Reynolds money. I think yeah. it had Ryan O'Neill money. So that's where we were there. <laughs> he had a better pick than I did for the eighties. My eighties movie that I wound up watching because you know it was it was available. Um, was this movie called Green Eyes? I don't. I don't know exactly <laughs> the whole movie. It was a two-hour movie, and uh, God, it was just—it did not need to be a whole almost two hours. But it, it was—it was about drug cartels in Mexico, and they were smuggling like green rocks that were a drug. So it was like green ice, but then also emeralds were involved. Um, it, like the intro i'm not spoiling anything by saying this intro part but like you see these these um you know mexican 
police officers, like kind of like almost like border control or something, were like stopping this group of uh, white travelers, possibly British. I can't remember, but either way, like they stuck out like a sore thumb. And it was obvious that they were trying to find drugs on them. And then the moment that they thought, oh, okay, well, they don't have any, let's go. It's like, oh, there's definitely drugs in your water jug. Cause why is your water jug jingling around? Um, it sounds like something's in it. So um, they just brutally just shoot them like machine gun style, shoot them all down. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. I'm like, this is how we're starting this movie. And after everybody's bleeding out and the woman, the one woman that was there, of course, of course, had to get violated. Thank you. On top of getting shot down oh, as well. Um, and then it just switch over into this real jaunty tune. And you see Ryan O'Neal walking down the street. And I'm like, what the just happened? Why are we doing this with this music? This is so weird. I don't know who did the music choices for that movie, but I have never been I, I like. I listen to a podcast that talks about tonal shifts in movies. And sometimes I'm like, you're full of it, whatever. You're just using something out of your little briefcase. But the music in this and the way they changed the scenes was such a tonal shift that I was visibly, like, it made me upset. They even have this part where they're in these air balloon, like, jetpack things. But every single time that you saw them in these air pack things, because of course they were cutting back and forth. But every time they cut back to them in these stupid air balloons, they had this stupid song that was like floating on the clouds above or some shit. But it was like way out of way out of what the movie was about. I'm like, what? Um, it got to the point where I was like, if I hear this song, come on one more time with these stupid air balloons, I'm going to lose my shit. Um <laughs> So needless to say, I did not particularly care for Green Eyes. <laughs> um, it but he was okay in it. Yeah, he 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 did he did what he was supposed to do in it. But the movie overall was just. <sighs> I'm pretty sure somebody wasn't who wasn't supposed to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the the romance in that one almost gets shot, and I can't remember. I think she died, or maybe she didn't die. But at that point, I just didn't even care. Like, I don't care if you live or die. So, yeah, that was, that was great. Nice. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Thoroughly. Thank you. It sounds like that was a warning not to watch Green Ice. <laughs> I mean, if you want to spend two hours watching like a drug cartel type movie, I, I guess it just, it did not grab me. I would have preferred to watch What's Up Doc again. Like, <laughs> but it was, um, it was okay. But the the list was better. Um, that was a 2000 movie. I don't know if anybody watched anything from the 90s with him. I did not. He didn't have a lot no. to choose from that I from could even find. Yeah. Yeah. And so the list, well, that was at least interesting, um, especially to me because it had, um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it right, but it had Matt, Match, Matchin Amick, Amick. Yes, I think that's okay. as close as I would get as well. I call her Shelley from Twin Peaks. Yes, she plays a prostitute who gets in trouble, um, obviously because she's a prostitute, um, but she is sleeping with a uh, federal judge, like on the oh. Supreme Court. 
Yeah. And so they have a trial. And during the trial, she's just like, well, I have a whole list of lawyers and judges and I'll give you guys the list. And she gives the list to Ryan O'Neill, who is going to be the new Supreme Court judge after this guy got busted for being a little slut. <laughs> um, and I mean, I kind of saw the twist coming because it, it wasn't very twisty. But I mean, like the end of the movie was basically like um, people in power will always be corrupt. So if you don't want to see that, don't watch it. But otherwise, I kind of recommend it because it was a, it was an interesting little ride. I was much more enveloped and um, interested in that than, than Green Eyes. And also you get to see Shelly be a really hot prostitute and like choke a, a dude out in the beginning and oh stuff. nice so yeah i was like whoa <laughs> i didn't expect this when i came here <laughs> uh pleasantly surprised um i didn't watch any more of his movies i'm gonna be blunt because one i'm cheap and i didn't <laughs> want to pay for them um i did watch rewatch um some episodes of bones he played bones dad um Max Keenan was um, his character's name. And I thought he he did the job well because there's, if you've never seen the show Bones, there's a mythology. Um, she has an origin story. You know, she's um, an anthropologist at what I'm just going to say is a Smithsonian. They can't use the word Smithsonian, but it's very obviously supposed to be this most <laughs> Smithsonian museum. Yeah. And, um, you know, her and Celie Booth, her partner, not played by Ryan O'Neill, but played by David, I'm going to say this wrong, Boreans, I think is how you say it, um, who was Angel in, you know, the Buffy thing. Another call out to our Buffy podcasting team over there. Um, so her parents basically abandoned her and she thought they were dead or on the run for a long time. And then her dad shows up and he was actually wanted for murder in and that's why he had been on the run and um he actually you know gets back into her life he stands trial he's acquitted and you know he tries to get back involved in their lives and it's rocky um i think he played the role very well but i love the show yeah. bones and um i really like in the other movie in irreconcilable differences at that time you know and that role could have been played by almost any man um, of that age in that decade who was active. It was not a very specific role. But I feel in a way that this role was almost written for Ryan O'Neill. The way he played it, he embraced it, um, and he did a really great job at it. And this is the role I will actually most remember him for. Um, he ends up you know, sacrificing his own life in the show to protect his grandkids um in an act of selflessness when you know him and um bones had you know a lot of back and forth about how selfish it was that he did what he did and left her as an orphan um but he was just really good um there yeah. he you know, had some comedy in there a lot of drama um and it just um humility even like it, it just the way he played the role was so good um so props to him for that yeah, for sure. I think now that you've talked about it, I remember my my mom 
recently watching that episode and she was telling me about all the details that in the moment I didn't realize that that was Ryan O'Neill. So makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. I was watching that. I was like, that's her dad. Oh, okay. I was like, is he, is he bad? Y- yes. And no. <laughs> he kind of is a gray area still. Oh, but yeah, I thought he was really great in that. Yeah. He did a lot of stuff. Um, and a lot of good stuff because a lot of it I had to pay for. So I'm assuming it was good because I could only find the schlock for free. (laughs) And that's often the problem that I think we all encounter (laughs) is that, um, the, the stuff that's really good or someone's really known for oftentimes you have to pay for. And, you know, we're not rich people because that Patreon though is not rolling in to us <laughs> jason yeah yeah jason <laughs> all right um anything you want to add on ryan um i will mention one thing that i remember about ryan o'neill um his kids did interesting things um um his daughter tatum famously married to john McEnroe, the tennis player but his one son, I think it's Griffin. I'm pretty sure. I'm just going to go with that. His one son, Griffin, um, was involved in a boating accident that killed Marlon Brando's son. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he was, he, you know, was arrested. And I think there was probably some intoxicants involved. I mean, he was facing like a manslaughter charge, which, you know, is like murder light. Um, But he ended up getting convicted of like reckless homicide or something like that and got like a $200 fine, which you might as well just let him go because that's even more insulting than no punishment. So $200, Marlon Brando's son payoff. Which is nothing. Yeah, that's like your Mm -hmm. wife is worth literally $200. So, (sighs) yeah, that's uh, justice right there. It's it, when I was looking into him, it seemed like, uh, yeah, he, he seemed to be, you know, a good actor and he had some good roles. Of course, there are questionable roles too, obviously, that we talked about. Yeah. But also, it sounds like he he got around a lot. Yeah. He had some substance issues as well, possibly. Um, like I, I, I found that, that he, four of his ex lovers were Bond girls. Um, and uh yeah it just sounds like he uh was seeing yeah. a lot of the hollywood ladies <laughs> papa was yeah, a rolling like stone a... yeah and i think that maybe that was why uh you know uh, she didn't want to marry him right is because he was always you know hey that's that's pretty around. fair yeah yeah she knew but, he um, wasn't gonna actually change right he was I, I... not a settler he was right yeah, I, I read this disturbing little fact here. This is that uh, he didn't allow his son Griffin um, to attend Farrah's uh, funeral in 2009. And then also at the funeral, apparently, apparently I wasn't there. <laughs> he uh, he hit on Tatum at Farrah's uh, funeral because he what? didn't recognize that uh, she was his daughter. Whoa. So Bruh. it's like, okay, what were you on? You wow. 
if well, that's a whole call back to previous incest episodes so there you go oh you're always bringing it back <laughs> like we what was that one or two episodes where we didn't have any mentions of that and you had to bring it back in here god dang it chris leave it to the guy you know <laughs> i think he got arrested later in his life as well or there was some sort of domestic altercation he had i think with griffin and i think math was involved but i don't remember who was the methy one so i think maybe his son interesting fact about farrah fawcett she died the same day as michael jackson so nobody remembers oh Oh. you know what i think i i I don't i didn't remember that but now that you said that i do remember that because i i remember when he passed and yeah yeah it's it's just like uh uh what uh princess diana and uh what mother Teresa died like on the same day yeah but like in the newspapers it was like diana was over the the, all over but then mother Teresa was a little tiny corner that's weird how that happens right yeah but yeah griffin um one thing i read is that um um apparently yeah they did not get along because um griffin said that uh ryan his dad gave him cocaine when he was 11 and insisted that he take it Woo-hoo. he said he was uh, abusive nar- uh, nar- narcissistic uh, uh, and, and narcissistic, narcissistic psychopath yeah um he gets so mad he can't control anything he's doing apparently so it sounds like Weak sauce. Yeah. He's not getting a world's greatest dad award. No, not at all. I mean, he hit on his own daughter. What the hell? Mm. (laughs) At a Mm. funeral. Right? Mm. Who does that? Oh, Ryan O'Neill. Ryan (laughs) O'Neill. Right, exactly. Well, on that note. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to also pour one out for Andre Brower, who passed away on December 11th. 2023 at the age of 61. Like a shot in the dark, one actor blows away the critics. Come out. They call him brilliant. You shot him, didn't you? Didn't you? They call him TV's best actor. She's the killer. This is my case. Did you say nothing? He who loses control loses. Giving the performance of the year, he's Andre Brower. If there's anything you left out, he's on Homicide, Fridays on NBC. This is, um... <laughs> hey! Um, I gotta beat the music. Um, uh, thanks to God for bringing me here. Thanks to my mother and father, uh, Floyd and Sally in Chicago, for uh, making it possible. Um, my lovely wife, Amy, my boys, Michael and Isaiah. Um, thanks to our two great captains, Tom Fontana and Barry Levinson. Thanks to the writers. Jim Yashimura is here tonight, a man I love and respect. Uh, our producers, our cast, our crew, past and present, uh, the ladies in the production office, you know. Um, and this is for all the people in Baltimore. This is a town that I love. We have finally made it. Thank you all. Okay, we have a few more questions for you, doctor. Doctor. Huh. It's funny when people call dentists doctor. We are doctors. We do four years of medical school. Now it's called dental school. But we learn about the entire body. Yeah, but if you had cancer, you can call it dentist. You know, it's actually harder to get into dental school than medical school. Why? Well, because there are fewer dental schools. Because most people want to become actual 
doctors. That's ridiculous. It's not like we're college professors calling ourselves doctors. It's not the same thing, my friend. Well, sure it is. When someone has a heart attack on a plane, do they yell out, yo, does anybody here have an art history PhD? A PhD is a doctorate. It's literally describing a doctor. Maybe let's refocus. No, the problem here is that medical practitioners have co-opted the word doctor. Okay, Captain. Now, I know we live in a world where anything can mean anything, and nobody even cares about etymology. Apparently, that's a trigger for me. Yeah, apparently. Get back to work. Wait, what do you have in there? A balloon arch. Oh my god, Captain. She is magnificent. Vindication! In 1991, Brower married actress Emmy Brobson. I feel confident in that who co-starred with him in Homicide, Life on the Street. They had three sons, Michael, Isaiah, and John Wesley, and lived in New Jersey. He attended St. Ignatius College Prep for high school and earned a scholarship to attend Stanford University. Okay, schmancy. <laughs> Initially majoring in engineering, he found that he enjoyed acting and graduated with a BA in theater in 1984. He then attended the Juilliard School for Drama Division, graduating in 1988. He won two Primetime Emmy Awards for Homicide, Life on the Street, and Thief, and was nominated for two Golden Globe Awards. <sighs> Andre. I think we best know him as Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, that was what I knew him the most as, and then realized... I also knew him from City of Angels. <laughs> so I kind of rewatched that. I'm more like listen to it in the background. Um, gosh, man, coming back to that movie with older eyes. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, yeah. I realized I, I've seen him in a lot of movies more than I realized looking to his biography. Um, yeah. And I hope everyone's sitting down, but I have not seen a single episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Wow. That's okay. <clears throat> I tried, but uh, it's on Peacock, and I'm not paying Comcast any more money. You get enough money from me from internet and cable. And Understandable. You're not getting my two ninety nine. <laughs> I think <laughs> I just so happened to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine when it was on Hulu. So I, that's where I watched probably like a good maybe four seasons at least, maybe. I can't Same. remember. I didn't get to finish it all. Not to say that it wasn't good. I just I just fall off of shows sometimes if it if if my brain just starts switching track, it just happens. Yeah. It looks like it was a it's a good show, but yeah, I've never seen an episode. I, I've seen oh, clips yeah. and it looks good. And he's it's great. Good. He's great. I guess uh I guess he would be what you would call a straight man. Yes. Um, which yes. is funny because he's he's gay in the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like he has that straight face, but he is just so funny. Yeah, just oh man just absolutely hilarious on on all of that um i think the only actual movie i got to rewatch um was the city of angels and then otherwise um like major movie i should say um he was really good in that now i might have my own opinions about the movie itself because coming back i'm just like you know what i'm pissed <laughs> spoiler alert why did you have to kill Meg Ryan at the end? What the like? You go through all this to turn human, and then she dies. Like this is some fucking bullshit, uh, you know. And he's like, 
oh, did God do this on purpose? And, you, you know, Andre's character's like, you you know better than that. Uh, and I'm like, does he, though? Like, I mean, he was an angel who wanted to be human. Does he know better than that? I don't know anymore. What are your constructs of religion? Are you Christian? I don't understand. You don't go into detail and my brain can't fathom this this, this time around. Anyway, um, he did very well in his role. And I always appreciated him. I just didn't realize it was him um, until coming back to it. Yeah. Um, I've seen so much that he's in it. Most of it is his TV, TV stuff. And yeah. a lot of it is because I have struggled for a lot of my life with insomnia. And it just so happened that Homicide Life on the Street was one of those shows. And I want to say it was either Bravo or A&E had that on long term, middle of the night type shows. Um, I, I've seen them all and he is so good and so compelling. Um, he plays, um, it's detective. He's a detective. Um, I don't remember if he gets promoted, but it, Frank Pemberton is his name. And, and he's, the show is so good, um, in and of itself. It's, you know, Baltimore, um, you know, it's, it's a gritty, it's a gritty show. It stars also Richard Belzer, who is just fantastic and, um, you know, it crosses over to um, some Law and Order and then Law and Order Special Victims Unit also shows that like to be played in the very wee hours of the day and night. Um, so I've seen all of his episodes of those shows as well. Um, now, the Frank Pemberton role stopped with, I mean, I think the last, there was a homicide movie, um, but then which is a TV movie, not a motion picture movie. Mm -hmm. But then he later played on Law and Order Special Victims Unit, um, a different character, an attorney um, named um, Ellis was his last name. Or no, is Ellis was his, I took my notes. Hold on, let me look. Um, remember Ellis being either his first or last name. You're going to have to fix this in post. Um, it was his <laughs> last name. His name was like Bayard Elvis, which was a very strange name. Um but he was very good in it, obviously in love with Detective Olivia Olivia Benson, who is now like a sergeant or captain, um, but very obviously enamored with her. He played the role so well. Um, I, you know, he wasn't really a lead in that. Um, and another show that I watched that he wasn't a lead in was also House, um, another show that I've seen every episode multiple times. Um, he played House's psychiatrist when he was in a mental institution, um, a role that should scare the crap out of anyone um, if you've ever seen an, a minute of that show. Um, but he did it <laughs> so well and with great, not only compassion, compassion um, as a psychiatrist, but also just... Um, he played the role so well. Um, and those are his more dramatic ro roles that I am the most familiar with um, and rewatch some of those episodes just to remember how great he really was. Um, and of course, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, wherein he was absolutely hilarious. So. Yes. It's fantastic. Now, I didn't uh, rewatch any movies. I, I have seen him in a number of movies, uh, like uh, Fant the Fantastic Four, Frequency, oh, yeah. Mist, Salt. Um, but I did um, 
uh, I, originally I wanted to watch Thief, but I can't remember. I think it's like I don't subscribe to it or it's not available. I guess it, so like, was it? Yeah, it's really not available. I was trying to. Yeah. I could only find an episode, like a second episode on like Daily Motion. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it even with just that second episode, I was like, this seems really good. I wish I could actually watch it from the beginning and, and yeah. get into it because it seemed really good. Yeah, I really wanted to watch that, but I, I, yeah, I couldn't, unfortunately. And I, but like I said, I'm not paying Comcast anymore by money. So Understand. I watched um, um, Men of a Certain Age, um, which is on HBO. Um, which I, I'm apparently fine giving them my money. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a show about basically three guys about my age, which is kind of funny because uh, um, some of them, the things and situations are kind of relatable. Um, but it stars Ray Romano, Scott Bakula, and Andre uh, Brower. Um, and it's I remember seeing the show when it first came out. I think it was originally on TNT. And I never watched it. This was back in 2009. Because um, I, I, I like, I'm not a big Ray Romano fan. I got nothing against him. He's just not someone I go out of my way to watch, you know. But I've seen Scott Bakula, of course, uh, Quantum Leap, and then, the, you know, Star Trek. Um, so that show kind of piqued my interest, but um, never got a chance to watch it at the time. But going back, watching it now, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting show. I got 10 episodes in. It's about, basically three college buddies um ray is the divorced guy he has two kids owns a uh, like a party supply store um scott bakula is a actor but not really working actor so he's doing like some like financial stuff on the side never married never has kids he's like the you know loner hot guy whatever that the woman always falling all over he's is the, he the ryan o'neill ryan o'neill exactly yeah right <laughs> um and then andre he's the uh the married guy he has a wife he's got two i can't remember two or three kids and um he works for uh his dad who is a former lakers player um who now owns a car dealership um so he's selling cars for his dad and his dad basically gives him you know the hard time you know the kind the thing you expect right from tv shows and movies yeah. um like the first episode they they set up that um andre's character owen he he has sleep apnea apnea he has like diabetes because he's it um like shooting himself with a needle for the the insulin and one day he's like coming in late to work and his dad is yelling at him you're always huffing and puffing and shooting yourself up with needles and it's like what the fuck <laughs> it's like dude and like he's like later episode like he you know is he knows he has um one here has a family his dad uh, because he's not selling cars very well so his dad makes him trade in his, or give in his one company car and gives him this little tiny like chevy bolts kind of little tiny car for his family <laughs> wow and it's like his dad is kind of being a total dick to absolute him. douche um but uh his his character is great in the show it's uh um it's again yeah straight man you know of course ray romano is more of the um comedic um aspect of the show but uh you know andre has his moments he he doesn't like really tell jokes but you can see he's you know he kind of has fun with his role right and he's yeah. he's it's a good role for him it, it's uh the straight man but it's also it's 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 fun to watch and it does have its funny moments there i liked it so i like i'm like 10 episodes in and i think 
it's only two seasons. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep watching and just finish it off here. Cause they're like 42 minutes a piece. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I want, I wanted to really watch something where Andre got to be the lead. So um, I was able to find a movie that he did. I, I guess it was like a Showtime movie. It almost has like a made for TV vibe. Um, so it is a low budget, but you know, it's just one of those rare movies where you kind of forget about budget because the story is so good. I, I want to learn more about this, but the movie was 10,000 black men named George and it was, uh, it came out in 2002 and so I'll just go ahead and read what they got here. In the 1920s, the rights of American workers to join a labor union was still considered an open question, and African-Americans were routinely denied their civil and economic rights. 10,000 black, black men named George. The title refers to the fact that the uh, Pullman porters were often called George by white passengers, which was considered a racial slur. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. It is based on real events, real people. And Andre was just so good in it. Um, such a good movie. I would absolutely watch it again so I can completely just get immersed in it. Um, like it's a struggle and I'm just like, I, you just want him to win. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I could probably just look it up and find out if he wins, but it, the, the movie was, was really great to, you could really feel, the struggles of of everything they were going through and that Pullman company was just pieces of shit they had in the movie they had people like go out and beat a man almost to death um like injured his spine to the point where he was you know lame after that like he had to walk with a cane after that um i mean just intimidation basically like kind of shut down his his wife's business like it was just terrible everything that they were doing and he just he just wanted these people like he just wanted his people to have decent jobs for decent money without you know being treated like shit oh man Pullman um, was a piece of work um, yeah we'll get a chance to when if you're in chicago visit the pullman um i think it's now a national park mm -hmm. um and the factory um the factory burnt a long time ago i've toured it since it was shut down um i I, I shall not say how, but I um, was able to get some peeks into the factory that's been closed. Um, and they they still have the remnants of the company town. Um, I almost actually bought a house there um, oh. in Pullman, um, but I won't pay Cook County property taxes. So <laughs> um, I did not. Um, I looked at a house there. Um, very interesting area. Um, oh, I used to live near there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm looking like it up right Rosemont. now. Yeah, yeah. I, I lived in Homewood for a time. And that's, okay, that's yeah, too yeah, far yeah. Away. yeah. Wow. Okay, sorry um, to interrupt. I just, no, no, <laughs> I always interrupt. So please interrupt me. Um, It's an interesting area and everything that was in that movie, I am I am 100% sure it was probably 10 times worse because he was yeah. a piece of work um yeah and there's there the row houses that are there some of them are beautiful still but um if you know anything about labor relations and company towns um like they had their own currency they could only shop at the, the company store in the Ugh. 
Yeah. There's a beautiful hotel called the Florence there, though. Um, I'm way off topic, and Jason's going to get so mad. <laughs> so, but it's a um, an interesting area. A very, if you're into history, especially into like American history and some like labor movement, civil rights stuff, it's a great place to visit. Yeah, it's relevant. Andre okay, would be happy awesome. that we're sharing this information to learn, especially since he ah, was in Jason. this movie. <laughs> ah. It was it was a really it was a really informative movie. I I had no idea about any of that, but I mean, I have an American education, also specifically Texan education. So you know, I mean, they're not going to randomly gonna learn about that in Texas. Yeah, you're not going to learn about train porters from the twenties. Yeah, I've been on a Pullman car, so they're really actually. Quaint. oh thanks. wow they're really sort of cool but i would not want to ride in one actually i really hate trains now because i commuted for a long time um and i don't ever want to get on a train again so the end <laughs> i might have to look that up that sounds interesting the movie i was able to find it on youtube youtube okay okay yeah, i'll have to look that up interesting there's a lot of good um if you're interested in in pullman history there are tons of really there's like i think pbs does several documentaries um and there's some actually really good documentary material on that and on the neighborhood itself i think wttw out of chicago has done some stuff um so i'm not surprised that andre brower rocked that role because it's an important part of american history and i could see him doing it justice yeah. oh god it was so I don't, fantastic I don't you mentioned but yeah he's from chicago too so oh. that's probably part of it too where yeah. he you know his hometown right wanted to do um, it justice yeah. i think too we would be doing him a disservice um in you know our tribute if we did not mention his shakespearean acting chops um in the theater um he did so many um i think i don't know how many roles he played as, as in shakespearean but he was very well known um for his um acting in various productions um in the round in various um i mean he did i think it did a series of shakespeare in the park um and you know just knowing how great of an actor he is i i really wish i would have been able to witness those i mean i was an english major so i'm, I'm a dork so being able to see him in some of the roles he played would have been just absolutely splendid i mean he played yeah. king Pre Played King Henry V. So right. I really wish I would have been able to see that. He won an award for that, actually. He won the Obie Award in 1996 wow. for the Henry V role. I can see that. And he has a great voice. You know, I love voices. Oh, yeah. If you if you've listened to this long, you know I have a thing for voices. And um I got to watch something that let his voice shine. Um he was and also in a National Geographic's documentary of the secrets of the King Cobra um, in 2010. So you do get to hear him mostly narrate that entire thing. I had to kind of go around because the one I found on YouTube was not the correct one. I had to go somewhere else. I was like, no, this isn't right. Um, but yeah, that was a really interesting documentary. I learned a lot about King Cobras, uh, mostly that they're misogynistic assholes um but no but seriously like uh so apparently they're um they're endangered or and you know there's a possibility of them going extinct 
Um, Good. but just from this one spot, I learned that it's because they like to murder and eat the pregnant queen cobras. What the Um, hell? yeah, misogyny is rampant even in the animal kingdom. Okay, like. So they don't, they couldn't figure out why. And they're like, well, maybe it's because, because first this Cobra was like, hey, baby, what's going on? And she's like, listen, dude, uh, I'm not interested in you. And he's just like, what? Well, you're a fat bitch. Also, I can smell that you're pregnant. So let me go ahead and kill you. Um, And then he tried to eat her, but realized she was, she was too big to eat. So he just regurgitated her out and then went on his merry way. And I'm like, this was so gory. I didn't expect to watch a horror movie today. <laughs> this is shocking. Yeah. Wow. So Secrets of the King Cobra, I managed to find the correct version on Daily Motion because whatever they have on YouTube is not the correct documentary. Um, wow. Because, yeah, all of a sudden somebody else started narrating on the YouTube version. I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And then was I it like the one. honey badger guy? Because that would be <laughs> a problem. Well, it was more of like the animals in the wild and they were like trying to catch oh. a python. And I was like, we're not even talking about a cobra again. Something's wrong here. So I had to reroute and, and figure out the find the actual the actual one. It was it was some rummaging around. But that was a really good documentary. I was invested and now I know facts about cobras. So so it makes you extra dangerous at bar trivia nights so yeah <laughs> right wait do they still do those i'm really old do they no still- they they totally okay. do i went to do. michigan yeah. to see my family and they're like hey we're gonna have bar trivia so come with us and we're like okay uh the theme just so happened to be texas trivia and all the texas family mm. was there so we won the trivia round that <laughs> night <laughs> they were so bad oh man Oh, good times good times they also had a weird peanut butter burger that i regret not trying um maybe when i go back i'll i'll, I'll try that uh all right it's a burger that had peanut butter and other things i'm weird i'll try anything once um and i really love peanut butter so there you go i like peanut butter well i don't eat meat so right, i'm right. gonna like think about like a veggie burger with peanut butter and that just seems wrong so yeah. maybe yeah. a regular meat burger would be fine i i get that I get that. I'm just weird. I still oh, I'm weird too, on that. But I don't know. I don't I'm, know. I'm not that weird, Isabel. <laughs> no, I I am that weird, but okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, that's that's what I had for for under that. I was able that able to get and um yeah, definitely the ten thousand black men named George was great way to see his acting range in a movie because he is the star of that movie and he is shining it's fantastic i think he's the star of a lot of things whether he is named star or not yeah um, i think when yeah, he he is in brooklyn 99 um i what's his name oh the guy andy, andy samberg, samberg? Okay. yeah um he gets on my nerves so but i think Andre Brower is the star of that show. Without him, I don't think it would have survived because it started on Fox, if I remember correctly, and then right. went to NBC. And it's a Michael Schur, um show. And he, he did The Office and The Good Place and Parks and Rec. Um, so um, his casting of his shows is always, I think, superb. And But I don't think this is a show that would have survived without andre brower in that role because he just really 
tied a lot together and brought so much character to that to that role and that show definitely yeah and nobody has said so much that you should yeah and no one has said a bad word about andre brower that's another thing i find particularly notable it doesn't happen often um as we have noted that sometimes when celebrities die people will come out and they'll like say all these horrible things like ryan o'neill he's got some skeletons you know in his closet and he he was known for some not so great things sometimes above his work but andre brower was known not only for being i think a great professional an actor um but also a pretty damn fine human being yeah all around mensch (laughs) just a great guy And um, he, public service announcement, he um, died of lung cancer after being diagnosed not all that long ago. Um, His battle was rather short. And I don't know the details. Um, There are different kinds of lung cancer. But hey, people, get your annual physicals, checkups. Um, Yeah, he was a smoker. I think think Chris wrote that he stopped in 2010. Yeah, that's what I was reading. That uh, yeah, he stopped in 2010. Um, but uh, yeah, he was diagnosed with lung cancer back in, I guess, earlier this year. Yeah, right? oh, so wow. it wasn't a long battle. Yeah. So. Damn. But he was a very heavy smoker, if I recall correctly. Mm. Um, uh, I remember seeing something about that. Um, and he smoked in I know at least one role I've seen him in, but I think, um whenever someone like this dies so young it's a um a good reminder to hey get your annual checkup you know so most insurance companies pay for a physical once a year yeah mine gives four hours to go to your doctor appointment yeah we get like um a, a bonus a taxable bonus um if we we have like an app and we have like these checklist things of things to do one of them is an annual physical which you know can detect these things a lot earlier and um don't ignore symptoms people a lot of companies are doing that my wife's company does that where like if she yeah had some physical and had some blood work whatever she gets like yeah some bonus it's like and then cancer screening for for women like you know they have like the mammogram um, cervical cancer screening you get money and then for men they have like the prostate exam thing so all these things that are unpleasant but can save your life do them especially if you get bonus for them and then you can become a patron and do our patreon thing for rabbit hole podcast and make our boss richer yeah maybe we'd oh, get a budget wait. why would you make him richer what about us we don't have well, a i budget. mean him but in essence the rabbit hole podcast right as a whole. maybe he would spread the wealth we hope you don't know jason that well you don't have oh, you know, i've known him longer true. than you i'm sorry uh, have you how long have you known him i've known him like oh, 20 a while years, a long time <laughs> not 20 like 10 years i've known him longer than 10 years really yeah all right you know I've that? known him since right. April. <laughs> oh, you got a salty. It feels like twenty years in a very good way because I've I've known him a long time. Um, but um, I think if he were wealthy, he would put all of his money into this podcast venture, including paying um for a budget for our show, so we get the bell of shame. Yeah, or something when when Chris shows pack. up late. Cookies. <laughs> Um, mm, yeah, budget. yeah. Uh, 
I'm out of iced tea right now, and that's shameful. I can make some tea for you. Hope you're taking notes, Jason. Yeah. The train comes in. Don't forget He's about the little all people this that brought you there. Where's our suggestion <laughs> box? Ooh, we need one of those. But you know what we need to do? We need to play a game. Are Red you as brain dead as they are? All right. Ooh, ooh. Last time, if if you missed it, I I won. I'm so proud of you. I I almost peed my pants. Um, <laughs> but I did. I won. So now I get to host. Those things are completely not related, by the way. I just want to pretend it was for just a second to bring up that I won again. Yeah, understand. Um, I'm still so, shocked how quickly you won, by the way. Yeah, very I, quickly. I re-listened re to it the other day, and it's like it still blows my mind. Like, like you know, three, four, four facts. Three or four. Yeah, there was like oh. three, maybe even three, yeah. maybe four. But yeah, yeah, couldn't believe it. Anyways, kudos. So we're to gonna you, play a, a new game. Um, and in this game, if you've not listened before, well, first pause. If you've not listened before, what you need to do is go back just one episode to our last episode. And listen to me win the game. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to provide some factoids to Isabel and Chris. And they're going to guess who this person is. The person is deceased, as you may or may not have guessed from our theme here. <laughs> um, so um, we're going to get started and get right into it here. Um, who's going to guess first? Uh, Chris, I'll, you are. Don't all jump. <laughs> I'm <laughs> making the decision. Okay. Okay. Factoid number one: This person was born in New York City on December nineteenth, nineteen twenty-four. Oh, um, twenty-four. Charlie Chapman. No. Nah. Guesses, Isabel. No guesses. Okay. Factoid number two. They were awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom on November 22nd, not 2016. Wait, what? The person was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award November 22nd, 2016. What is a, a presidential medal of freedom? I'm it's like, you know, those awards, those bullshit awards the president gives out and they have like a CBS special on it. And sometimes people oh. sing. And sometimes well, I guess I was like, was this person like in jail or something? And they were awarded freedom. No, I guess that's just... where I was being confused. Sorry. <laughs> they, I don't they know. Give them so... these awards for various things. I think they're sort of crap awards and it's just an excuse to have a television special. Okay, cool. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't have a guess, but I was very curious as to what that meant because I had never heard it before. Chris, what Google do you got? Um, it's not not great thing. I mean, it's it's it's. I think I know who this is because it's. But I I don't I don't know who it is yet. But this sounds really familiar. Um, but I don't really have a name, there. so I'm just gonna throw out a name. Uh, Diana Ross. Uh no, because she's not dead. I was is like, she? is she? Is she? You know. I don't, I don't know is. who's alive or dead. I just say okay. names. Um, <laughs> it sounded Diana right. Ross, 
I mean, Diana Ross was not born in 1924 either. That would make her almost oh. 100. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I should have thought about that. But wow. No, she was born in 1944 <laughs> and is still very much alive. So. I thought so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back hmm. to the game. You're welcome. This actress was twice married oh. and divorced. Her second marriage was to jazz legend Miles Davis. Oh, this does sound familiar. See? I don't. Yeah. This is oh. your turn, though. It is my turn. <laughs> Davis. Oh, oh. Mm. I don't know. I don't know her name. I can kind of almost picture someone. I don't know if it's right or not, but um, yeah, I, I don't have a name. Aretha Franklin. No. Yeah. Okay. No, but no, she I, is dead, so you're making an improvement. Thank yeah, you. Big time improvement, at least. I'm working on it. Wait, you? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, put some respect on that, Isabel. Sorry. Oh, yes, uh, uh, no guesses. Sorry. Okay. All right. Number four. She became the oldest person to have ever won an acting Tony when she won for best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play for A Trip to Bountiful in 2013. She was later nominated for an Emmy Award for a TV movie version of that play. Not familiar with it, so I will pass it on to Chris. And yeah, I'll just, I'll just pass that on. I, uh, I felt like I knew him, and now we're going backwards. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what Trip to Bountiful is. So, yeah, for some reason, I keep thinking, like, uh, maybe because of the Miles Davis, like, uh, some sort of singer, but I don't know if that's right. Um, yeah, um, I pass. Okay. <clears throat> Number five. This thespian received a Best Actress Academy Award nomination for her work in the 1973 film Sounder. Sounder. Jeez. Yeah, I got I got nothing. I'm drawing blanks, man. Pass. Pass. Okay. <clears throat> She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy five times for the recurring role of Ophelia Harkness on the NA, I'm sorry, the ABC television series How to Get Away with Murder. That's me. I never watched that show. So as we continue, I have less and less confidence of actually knowing who this is. <laughs> Pass it on to you, Chris. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> Angela Bassett. Uh, no, uh, not dead. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And not, I don't think she's that old, is she? She is no. not 100 years old. No. I thought, she was, I thought she was like in her 80s or 70s. No. no. Who am I thinking of oh, then? I don't, know. I don't know. If I told you who you were thinking <laughs> My of, I answer. her. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Number seven. This actress starred as Myrtle 
in the films Diary of a Black a Mad Black Woman and Medea's Family Reunion. Oh, no, maybe. Hmm. Oh, is that her name? Oh, I don't know. Is it C Celia? Celia? Well, it's not my guess. So, fuck. My, my bad. Oh, was it my guess? It yeah. was your guess. I apologize. Uh, is it Celia or something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wow, Chris. <laughs> is Celia something, something your guess? No, I, I got no guess. Okay. This actress portrayed Constantine Jefferson in the film The Help. I haven't seen The Help. Um, that sure. this one is mine. Um, I don't know, Maya Angelou. No, but she is dead. She so. is dead. Uh, yeah. Chris, any guesses? Yeah, I can, I can kind of picture her, but yeah, I'm not, I don't have a name at all. Um, okay. Yeah, I got, yeah, pass. All right, number nine. She played the role of Sipsy in Fried Green Tomatoes. This is fucking annoying because I know this person. You know what? My mother's going to hear this episode and she's going to be so disappointed in me. And I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm disappointed in me too. Does it have a Celia in it? <laughs> I can't tell you that. I think I would get banned from ever. If I gave hints, that would be bad. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, the last name. It's killing me. For fried green tomatoes. I love that movie. And I can't remember. Chris, any idea? Technically, it's his. Oh, Oh, I thought, oh, was it a good uh, gosh darn it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry. Okay. Um, All right. You ready for me yes. to move on to the last one? Yep. Can I just go ahead and guess the last name? Because I, yeah, I keep the... going back to, is it Celia Thompson? No, it's not. Okay. Oh, I don't know who that is. I but... don't either. I was like, I'm trying to remember a name and I'm I, I'm terrible. I'm terrible with no, names. No, not terrible. <laughs> um, all right. Last one. Her two primetime Emmy Award wins came 20 years apart. The first was in 1974 uh, for the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. The second in 1994 for the TV movie Oldest Living Confederate Widow Tells All. He thought that would be the most helpful fact. Yeah. I um, this was supposed to be the easy one. Uh, it is Carl. actually, I think. In a way, I found the green tomatoes more in the Diary of a Mad Black Woman, but I, I just, for the life of me, just can't remember any of the faces in that movie or the, well, most specifically the names. I can remember the faces. I can't remember any names. Right. So, I guess, Chris? yeah, um, yeah, I got nothing. Drew Barrymore, I don't know. <laughs> close, so close. So Before close. I give the name, I, I'm gonna backtrack a second. I confused the Presidential Medal of Freedom with the Kennedy Center honors. I think the Presidential Medal of 
uh, Freedom is actually a legit award um, and not the bullshit <laughs> award. So my apologies to anyone who is listening that has won the Medal of Freedom because um, I'm sure that those sorts of people are listening to our podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, but they're probably also dead. So um, anyway, the answer is actress Cicely Tyson. Cicely Tyson. Oh my You're so god! Close. I was so close. I was like, it's didn't a I say that? I thought I said that. No, you said uh, no, like you did not. Cecilia. Cicely something. Right? No, no, you Cecilia. didn't. I said Celia. Oh, uh, I was yeah. like, Cecilia I know this that. name and I can't remember it. It's Cecilia. I can't give you an award or let you win for being no, close. I know you I both know. were close. I was so, so close. close. I was. I had. I had it there, and like I just couldn't remember how to say her name. Ugh, I'm, I yeah, feel like I, a disgrace. Where's yeah, my Bella at... Shame? I need to ring it for myself. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of her and she's not the person I was thinking of. So. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I, I know exactly who I'm anyways, thinking of. Yeah. It, it was exactly who I was thinking of. I just couldn't remember her. <laughs> so I think her. she was actually most well known for, a beside, I mean, in my youth, I think I remember watching the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. I remember watching that in like middle school. Um. That's what I think I remember her most for. I didn't watch that yeah. How to Get Away with Murder show either. And yeah. I've never seen a Medea movie. Yeah, um, I did. Oh, so. that, yeah, that movie was great. Well, um, for me. At the the Fried Green Tomatoes I liked. I watched that with my grams. Yeah, I love And I also love eating fried green tomatoes. Oh, I go to very good. I go to a restaurant very. called Boudreaux's and they put um like a, a roux sauce on them with shrimp. Oh, man, mm. it's so good. Well, I know the meats, but the roux sauce with the fried green tomatoes is enough for me. Um, yeah, I've seen her in a few. Yeah, she, she was, was. Um, she no, was in Alex Cross. I remember that. I saw that movie. I'm trying to remember if I saw The Help. I think I did, but maybe I. Didn't. I saw The Help. Um, I don't remember her the most for that. Um, I think, you know, she was very involved with civil rights, um, mm -hmm. causes and. A lot of her roles um, told the history of African-Americans, um, and she played a lot of very powerful roles in that. Um, she was I mean, the marriage to Miles Davis. I remember that as being I always thought it was weird because they got divorced in like the 90s and they were both like super old. Why are you getting divorced when you're that damn old? Yeah, Just seriously. Deal with it. I'm sorry. But yeah like well, it's and, so uh, weird to me when people have been married so long get divorced it's like why you're gonna die soon just put up with it just you finish it out <laughs> you have enough money live separately just whatever but you come on what's why go through all that why pay the lawyers all that money yeah you could just you know chill but so that's for your maybe he was an asshole maybe she was an asshole i don't know yeah but yeah whatever i can't imagine her being an asshole but I don't know. No, her. I can't. I imagine he was it. Well, in the holiday spirit, uh, she was in a TV movie in 1997 called Miss Scrooge. So, uh, oh. you know, obviously an adaption of the Christmas Carol, but with ladies. So oh. there you go. I think she lived, a, like, worked and lived a very long time. Like, I think. Yeah. She worked up until right before she died. Yeah, she's got a full resume. That's for sure. Looking at it. 
Lots of stuff. Jeez. I say Celia. I know it's Cecilia. You were so close. I was so close. I'm, my brain was just like, no, nah, we're both, good. It was on like the tip of your tongue sort of thing. But, yeah. you know. Yeah, all the we're way not to, all as good to, as to you 2020. So what yeah, I know, right, miss? I got it in, in three freaking facts. Yeah, all the way that to 2020. That is my best achievement yeah. of 2023. Look, so. Listen, when, when I got mine, I had to question it because I was like, am I really about to win right now? <laughs> I couldn't I was a believe bit shocked it. That, that he would, uh, I don't know, like, I thought the clue was, was sort of easy. The, the one that I got it on, but I was like, but I'm a weirdo, as aforementioned. So, yeah, yeah. that's okay. We still love you. Oh, thanks. I love you guys too. <laughs> thanks for putting up with me. Okay. Thanks for letting me fill in for Carl still. We miss you, Carl. We yes. do miss you, Carl. But, you know, he's you. still uh, still giving us a hard time yes. from behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll be hearing about it once he listens to this episode. Yeah. How did oh, you especially know? me. Yeah. He's going to be giving you well, the me too. Because we're like <laughs> the same age. So I should apparently know some of these I mean, things. if anything, me saying Celia should have tipped you off to the correct <laughs> yeah. this is So close. So yeah. close. And then I was like, is it Thompson? Something with a sun in it. Well, like I said, I was thinking of someone looking at her pictures. I was thinking of someone else. So I wasn't oh, even on the, no, on the right I, radar. I, I could definitely see her. I just couldn't grab the name out of my out of my brain. Uh, all right. Well, She's that was very fun. Distinctive looking. Like, I yes. think she had like a, a very like, especially her like a distinct jawline like i remember like yeah. looking at pictures of her and it was always just very distinguished looking in a good way i think she's a very pretty like beautiful woman so. yeah she is and even even into her old age she's still yes. so beautiful yeah definitely yeah you should watch fried green tomatoes chris i mean it's a good it's one a, it's a little bitter bittersweet here and there but mostly it mm. ends on a on a mostly sweet note i, I think I I think I haven't watched it just because I don't like tomatoes in general, but I can give the movie a chance. Well, it's not about tomatoes. <laughs> you don't have to eat tomatoes. <laughs> no, it's not a requirement for watching the film. I mean, instead, it's, instead of popcorn, you're not eating tomatoes. That's... It's recommended, but not required. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, then I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Then I'll add okay. that to my list. Yeah. I think um, I still want some. It's been a while, but sometimes I'll be like, Tawanda! <laughs> like before doing something crazy. Yeah, I loved that movie. Oh man, it's it's been a hot hot minute since I've seen that. And I love Kathy Bates too. Oh, she's great. Oh, she's, yeah. she's another one who sometimes I forget her name. It took me a long time. I had to like train myself to remember when I see her face. It's Kathy Bates. Like it it took so long for me to remember her name for some reason. Yeah. Um. When what sealed it for me with her was when she was on The Office. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> She played Joe, the woman who bought the company. Yep. Yeah. She ran Saber, wasn't it? Saber. Yeah. And yeah, she I had, oh, she had an accent. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I bet it was great. I loved her in the uh, American Horror Story Ooh, uh, season yeah. that she was in. That was great. Sorry, such a random. <laughs> I started that. That was my fault. <laughs> yeah, she's so good in that though. Oh, you know what? And Misery is on streaming, and I need to watch that because I have yet to see Misery, and that's one of the movies I've been wanting to see for ages. And wow. it is currently streaming, and I I just haven't had the time because I'm like, but it's Christmas time. I shouldn't be watching no, this you movie. Look, you it is wintry, it. isn't it? It is. Um, I would watch it. Um, I mean, I watched um the new Exorcist film the other day. 
Um, and it's Christmas time and everyone thinks I'm insane, but I don't know. I felt like watching a horror movie. You, just you, you do you is yeah. what it comes down to. Do what makes do. you happy. I do I need to sit down for the Muppets Christmas Carol at least. I haven't I haven't had the chance. My my mother's watched it like three times already and I haven't had a chance to watch it. I've watched um the Christmas story a Christmas story, you know, with uh Peter Billingsley, um The Leg Lamp. I watched that. <laughs> I'm so tired of that movie. <laughs> right. Um I mean Gene Shepard is an American treasure. He's the one who wrote it, narrated it. Um he's from near me. Um, mm. and if you've never read anything of his, it's good stuff. Um, especially if you're, if you're familiar with, um, Northwest Indiana, the, what is called the region. Um, he, he gives some good historical, um, background to why I think we eventually become called region rats in this area. <laughs> um, so I watched that. So I think that gives me the holiday cheer factor and so then it allows me to watch shitty horror movies i watched a bunch of bella lugosi last weekend just because like i just needed to watch something i was familiar with and that um i knew i would like so i'm like i'm just gonna watch some bella and i was happy bella lugosi's dead yeah that's a good one he is dead actually yeah <laughs> but I know, I know what you did there but <laughs> i am that age too so um yeah. So yeah, um, right. great job of losing, guys. Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate you. it. Yep, yep. I'm sure oh. Carl will be in touch with you both <laughs> shortly. Yep. I look forward to losing again the the next episode. You know, or yeah. naming. Oh, let's come up with some more people that are alive that I think are dead. I I actually find that hilarious. So yeah. <laughs> please keep doing that. I, I I trust me. It's not on purpose. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I think I embarrassed myself too much with Jack Nicholson. I don't even want to try anymore. <laughs> okay, I, I will embarrass myself right now. I always confuse Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholas, like the golfer. And oh, yeah. when one of them dies, I'm going to know the other. I'm going to like be so certain that it's the other one who died. I just know that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to be so sure of myself. I'm like, oh, the golfer. Oh, my God, that's awful. And they're like, no, Brenda, the guy in The Shining. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. I did it again. <laughs> I know what's going to happen, and I can't stop it somehow. I don't know what's what's wrong with me. Is Help Jack me. Nic Nicholas alive? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. He seems like he's pretty know. old. He seems like he would be dead. Uh, See, that, again, I don't know. I honestly don't know who's alive and who's dead. Oh, shit. World. You know, I honestly don't know. I just assumed he was alive, but he might be dead. Let's see. Maybe he is, and then I have nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, oh, no, he's retired. He's 83. All right. See? Oh, okay. 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 Noted. Now, now all of you guys know too. God damn it! Now, if he dies, it's your guys' fault because I just googled is Jack Nicholas. Oh no, you're not supposed to Google people. I'm not. So it's on you guys. Sorry about that. I'll take the blame. Okay, I'm good with that. I'm fine. Blame assigned. If they do, they need to wait until after the new year. We have Christmas to deal with. Thank you very oh, much. Geez, we do. Yeah, so. And if it's a seven days after I Google, it's it's uh, it's not attributable to me and my Googling. Yeah, it's off the hook. Yep. Yes. So seven. at least seven days we're good. Seven days. You can make it. Come on, Jackie boy. <laughs> Both Jackies. Make it, please. Thank you. All right. Well, I think All that right. wraps it up for tonight. Um, tonight's episode. 
yeah, Unless, yeah, I think we're good. No one has died while we've recorded that I know of. So no, I, I hope. Right. I'm sure All people right. have died, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that all said, thank you for joining us on this episode of Hersing Around. Thank you. And as as a reminder, you can find Hersing Around at rabbitholepodcast.com or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on all of the socials, such, such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not saying X. I don't know who put that in You there. just said it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. All right. Twitter. Um, Blue Sky. Uh, uh, at the Hersing Around Pod on all of those. And uh, Rabbit Hole Podcasts. Um, I just confused all that. But you know what I'm talking about. Jason will fix it in post. Sure. So yes. with all that said, yeah, we'll be back soon. Hopefully not too, too soon. Next year. To eulogize another celebrity's body of work. Yeah. Bring yes, out your dead. You. Have fun storming the castle. <laughs> hey, I, didn't, I didn't say cocksucker, guys. Oh, shit. Earthing Around is created, edited, and produced by Jason Soto. You can subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Audible, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Also, check out rabbitholepodcast.com to find other great podcasts on our network. Copyright 2023 Rabbit Hole Podcasts, rabbitholepodcast.com.